Hello and welcome back to the Fitcast Extra, episode 33-0, Panda. We've made it to the holy grail of 30 episodes. We've made it, and this, you, you know what, this feels like deja vu, doesn't it? We were here making incorrect predictions only about, what, four weeks ago? Yeah, pretty and, much. You know, that day and that incident, that caused me to lose my mind. I'm not going to be funny with you. The last four weeks, I've not been myself. I've been, you know, making fools of myself at garden parties, breaking freezes, because... I was like, I just couldn't understand that announcement and how we kind of got from Foden and Greenwood surging to a little bit of disenchantment or disengagement from the community. So mm. here, here, here we go again. Here we go again, indeed. I <laughs> how mean, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. When I saw that FI were doing this, that they were reviewing the dividends again, I was, I was kind of shocked. I mean, were you surprised? Absolutely stunned. Absolutely stunned. I mean, I. We can maybe just spend a couple of minutes um, on the, on the uh, Lee B podcast shortly. Oh. But I was a work of art, but I was listening to that, and I think I was the same as him. I'd I'd resign myself to having almost this fifteen percent baseline market yield payout, and then a sort of heavy top side of promos, which we're going to flex it up and down throughout the calendar year, because I I kind of got into my head they wanted that flexibility. Although I disagreed with it, I'd resign myself to that. So. Honestly, I'm stunned that they went back on it. And I think it's a masterstroke. I mean, with sell orders to navigate, with uh, mass IPOs to come on. Remember, we've not had those for ages. Um, with the market as it is at the moment, I think it shows strong management and it's the right decision. And I think we're going to see a really strong reaction to the announcement. Maybe not tonight, but it will give us room to grow over the next week, two weeks, three weeks. So to answer your question, I'm very surprised. And you're, and you're surprised too, aren't you? From I am together? surprised, yeah. Yeah, I am surprised. I mean, similarly to you, though, I think I've spoken to a lot of people and they're like, they're just relieved that we have the space to grow into in the next 12 months. They're not well, expecting, you know, all the top 100 players to rise like 10% in the next 24 Absolutely hours. Absolutely not. No, no. And that never has happened before, has it? But, you know, well, sorry, I mean, what I mean by that is that's classically what happens when everyone isn't going to reach fair value tonight. But it gives the market and the prices so much headroom to grow into and nude users on board into a growing market, attractive yields. They just give football index a little bit of a cushion in terms of when they make a small mistake on comms or, you know, everything is just, it's got a touch of gloss on it. Yeah. Um, it gives them more wiggle room. Mm, mm. But I, honestly, I was, when it, when it came out last week, I was truly surprised because I, I wrote down myself, maybe a move the gold post, gold posts, or I was thinking what promo could they launch with sell orders? I knew they had to do something to sweeten it, but I was scrambling to think what it was going to be. A bit like Libby. Mm, mm. And is that all you did this week, listening to the LB podcast? Uh, yeah, I finished last night at five o'clock. I made some <laughs> notes here on his performance. I thought considering he was soaking wet and recording topless, I thought it was majestic. <laughs> um, I, I he was not, Lewis. disclaimer, he was not. <laughs> Topless for two hours in my room recording this podcast. I, I, I love the I love the insight into X Factor and Leona Lewis, his favourite Lee. Um, I thought his piece on the investor relations was was superb, and then how he would structure a comms. I thought, well, this guy's got it. You know, I thought that was class in terms of how he'd have approached the communication piece with Football Index with that last announcement. Um, I just, you know, I liked his structure of eighty ten ten that he come up with at the end. Hmm. I liked his strategy. I like just. Genuinely, genuinely just big man crush genuinely agreed with a lot he said which <laughs> probably isn't too surprising um but 
Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't fault it really. I thought he'd come across really well, down to earth, and you can see why he's so successful on Football Index and one of the most revered traders out there. But it's good to have someone, I'm not very humble, you know, mm. and just down to earth. And I, I love, you know, we're all learning about sell orders, and I just think, I just love that attitude because yeah. I'm the same. Yes, on Betfair, you can back and lay, but we've never had this dynamic of, you know, um, I was trying to explain to a couple of my friends, you know, on the Betfair exchange, you've got back and lay and you've got a kind of finite market. And then you've got the sports book, which is on a different page. And it's almost like a different bolt on the sports book. For those that don't know is where they take their fixed odd bets. So it's different to the exchange. The beauty of football index is you're going to have a fixed odds element, which is your minting of shares plus your market or match engine, you know, your backing and laying all under one roof and in one place. And I think that's what confuses me. And it, and it's going to be a, you know, a good journey to learn. And I think that's the attitude to have. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, you you did. You are trying to kind of cover up for the fact for your blemish in the last podcast, aren't oh, you, David? Honestly, I think the last you, po- you almost You almost confused me to the extent that I forgot what sell orders are and how they would work. Well, we've had 29 episodes before this. I don't think ever I've received such abuse, dog's abuse, uh, from, la- from last week for the sell orders chat we had, yeah. And there was a couple other ricks as well, I think, through the episode. But yeah, even Lee B's giving me a bit of stick behind the scenes for the uh, the lowest uh, sell order or whatever we got into the discussion there. Made a bit of a pickle of it. I, I threw you off, didn't I? Sorry about that. You did, you did. I was, yeah. on, I was on a roll and then, um, <laughs> yeah, you threw me off. But should we quickly, just before we go into our predictions, just talk yes. about Messi quickly? Oh, what can we say? I mean, from a, from a <laughs> do you want to lead off? What what could you say to me? I mean, I'm blown away with it. I I have the same feeling when Neymar left Barcelona that it just didn't yeah. feel real for so so long. Yeah. Um, and it still doesn't feel real. It still doesn't feel like he will definitely go. But it's it's so hard to say, isn't it? I mean, I I think that the beauty of it is, I mean, I I put out a thread yesterday about how this kind of is a a microcosm of why football index is so amazing the opportunities the ups and downs that we are actually speculating of, of pretty limited information here aren't mm. we as traders you there's, know there's, there's a, no, one report yeah, from yeah. argentina and then barcelona yeah. have confirmed it and then they've yeah. come out and said that he doesn't want to leave it's very difficult to know until we see something concrete which yeah. way it's going to go as you know transfers are my favorite part of football index i know there's there's amazing guys out there at pb there's guys that like to find hidden gems in non-pb leagues there's so many ways to go around this platform you know premium end low end although i don't like that distinct you know to distinguish like that but some people do i love transfers um i love the moving pieces around it so you know we spoke recently about when when nabil fakir left leon i thought that was a really good opportunity to buy memphis to who was going to kind of assume set pieces and more attacking responsibility and i, I like how you can piece together all the you know um, all the kind of pieces surrounding the puzzle so with messi yeah i I don't believe this is just a power play. I mean, I I, I took it quite seriously last night, and um, <laughs> I think I think there's a real chance that, well, clearly there's a real chance. But yeah, I, I, as time ticks on, my percentage of it happening and going to Man City is increasing. I just think it makes all the sense in the world. Manchester City are probably, I think I typed this in the group earlier to you. Probably, I thought a generation away from being a dominant force in the footballing world in terms of media and their pool and their fan base, because usually it's the teenagers and the children watching them now that are dominant, that will grow up and have more children, you know, later down the line. Messi, if he goes there, puts them on the map instantly. 
And worldwide as well. It's world, the kind of worldwide attraction, isn't worldwide it? Worldwide puts Manchester City on the map in a huge way. I think obliterates the media black hole that I've commented on. You know, we, we often talk about City players struggling to win media because they're sandwiched between Liverpool and Manchester United. So I think it just puts them up on another level. And also, they are so close to winning the Champions League. I know even last week, we gave Pep a bit of stick about his uh, record since 2013-14, or 12-13 rather, when he was at Bayern. Um, This, to me, they go and they can win the Champions League, a debut one for the club. They can wrestle the title back from, from Liverpool. The obsession on him from a media point of view would be like nothing we've seen. I just he, his returns could be absolutely astronomical. So, and and it's just exciting. Nowhere else can you bet on this. Look at what Buzzing Paul said today. You know, twelve thousand hmm. pounds was matching the Betfair market, Betfair exchange market. I don't care what any of the bookies offer. You can't get any decent stakes on them, and they'll and they'll limit you as soon as you're a winning better. The fact yeah. that Football Index can number one absorb winning betters and traders and continue to kind of accommodate them, and also the fact that we can react minute by minute on this and bet on that transfer story or the underlying, as Lee as Lee B said on your podcast, he'd done a really good job of it. I, I talk about an alpha storyline. So, what's your main storyline, which everyone's chasing on Football Index? I often like to play the kind of underneath levels. So as people are selling off uh, spare parts for the main story, I'll sometimes mm. look to pick up the spare parts on the match engine or bid price. And yeah. so, yeah, no, I, I um, with the messy thing, you can do that on Football Index. And yeah, I think it's exciting. So I'm about 50-50 at the moment that it's happening. Where are you? Mm. I, yeah, I I don't think I've got enough information in, in front of me, but gut, yeah. gut says, yeah, 50-50. But mm. I do... I think gun to head, I'd think he'd stay, but I don't think it's far off 50-50. When, you, when you're Leo Messi and you're adored by the fan, like I I've, I've been there a couple of times and, you know, it's hard to put into words how revered and adored he is there. You know, a bit, a bit similar to Maradona in Naples, but mm. for him to submit an official transfer request and rock the boat like that, you just don't do that unless you are... Hell but doesn't he have a history of this kind of, you know, uh, uh, with Barcelona, but not only Barcelona, with Argentina, you know, that's the only thing that's putting doubt in well, my mind, you know, he's retired and sure, retired like two or three times. Yeah. I get that's easier to do than hand a transfer request to the people that pay your wages, but yeah, yeah, it still is something in my mind which says he's not happy there, he wants to kick up a fuss, and whether that means that... um you know, the board tells Coman stop being like a, a yeah. dictator of a manager yes, or yes. one of the presidents leaves, he gets someone else in the board that he wants, blah, blah. I don't know. I think there are a lot of moving parts and mm. we could be sitting around, you know, this time next week saying, wow, he's definitely going to City or he's definitely staying. I, I really do think it's, I don't think it's going to be something that, not that the the saga won't drag on. Like honestly, if Messi went to Man City tomorrow, he'd probably win Weedia for the next month and a half. But I do think there's going to be something more clear in the next week, if that makes sense. Because it's just too. If you're Barcelona, you can't just let it fester, can you? Probably not. I mean, they return to training on Monday, don't they? Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. Before we get onto predictions, just very sneaky. Do you think there's any chance that Barcelona are thinking about this? And- they don't appear to me like they can win with Leo Messi. I mean, Mourinho at Real Madrid fam- inf- famously once said, the Barcelona era dies when Puyol, Xavi and Messi all go. And it, it, two of them have already gone. Iniesta's not there. The recruitment's been poor. I don't know if they can win the Champions League with Messi anyway. And they're in such financial difficulties. Is any part of them, if they get a good fee, willing to let him walk away? Or do you just think the damage that does PR wise and also they can't use Messi when he retires perhaps like do you, do you think I don't know do you think they want him to go or they're happy 
I don't think they're happy for him to go, but I think it's kind of you get yourself in a situation where it's very hard to shift the likes of Asmane Dembele, Coutinho, Suarez, Jordi Alba, right. PK, who are on huge wages and who have commanded huge transfer fees in the past. Yeah. I, I think you're kind of looking at it like, well, we don't want him to go, but it's the only person that can go and that we can sell. And if we can get a hundred million for him, like Ronaldo fetched that's Madrid it for. yeah that was a hundred million wasn't it yeah and it's also from accountancy standpoint a million a week off your off your books mm. you're looking at just in that first year you're remunerating 152 million right yeah so yeah. you are yeah. saving as a club 152 million and then there's talk of them getting rid of Suarez Coutinho etc there's um there's a few other um there's a few other players um mm. there um so i don't know like i think that uh i think there's a chance but like i I really do think that um i really do think that they've got some good pieces there they've got stegen they've got frankie de jong they've got clement they've got um they've got trinkout they've got some decent pieces Mm. that i think if they can get a really good fee for him if they can move a couple of those other other guys and maybe maneuver in the market and buy two or three pieces they want I think there's obviously a massive rebuilding job there because when you lose, what is it, you know, every season, 30 goals and 20 assists, yeah, yeah. it's hard, right? But I do think there's a there's a it's chance fi- of them 50, where they're like... It's 50, it's 50 goal involvements. And if you look yeah. at the, Grace Robertson, there's a, she works for Statsbomb or she releases articles, the possession that flows through Messi, there is a lot of extra possession to go around. I think they may struggle for the top four. I mean, to me, fo- football's cyclical, isn't it? And Spain just feels hmm. like once Ronaldo's left, Messi's gone. We've got the best coaches in the world, I believe, in England. And, you know, the power may reside over here for a little while now. But, but I've seen a few really interesting articles, and I'll try and pull them up for, for people listening a, yeah. a bit after, that it is getting statistically and a lot of people doing detailed analysis of this it's getting harder to build a team around him it's a fact because yes do you play him do you play him as a false nine like i i genuinely think yeah. like if he goes to city can you play him on the right like i don't know like I, it's, I think pep can work out a system to accommodate messi yeah absolutely. quite simply you know i think i said this he's i think he'll play va- false nine he's far more valuable to manchester city than he is to manchester united in my opinion because i, don't I think th- he's also more valuable to manchester city than he is barcelona yeah would you say I, that i think manchester city is i would say arguably the only club in the world that he goes to where i think they are heavy heavy favorites now to win the champions league he takes them to that next level because I trust Pep to get the best out of the rest of the team. And he obviously knows Messi, you know, um, inside out. And I just, you know, because he doesn't press like he used to, Messi. So I would worry. You know, look at Juventus with Ronaldo. Yes, they've been good. But I don't think this Juventus with Ronaldo, even though he's been super dominant, I don't think they've been as close to the Champions League as they were under Allegri. No. Because no, the forward line isn't pressing and isn't working as hard for the team. A little bit mm. like Thomas Tuchel's problems um, at PSG. He has a forward yeah. line that aren't pressing and aren't doing enough work. Although saying that... And, a, know, and, and a, forward line, a forward line that, that needs a three in the middle, right? Like it, it can't... Absolutely. It, it, it's hard for him to go 4-2-3-1 yeah, in a abs- big game. A- absolutely. absolutely. And if your front three are going to do such little work, they need to be so elite because you need to take your chances. I mean, Messi, Suarez and Neymar achieved yeah. it. It's got to be that level. Sadly, Neymar and Mbappe come up short last Sunday night, and there's no mm-hmm. there's no hiding from that. They had their chances, one on ones, um, a couple of shots, but it wasn't to be. But there mm. you go. Um, so predictions quickly, shall we? Before go on, you give me yours first. 
Oh, um, I, you, you've become notoriously bad at these. Since I know. I'm, lo- I'm amazingly low- close one with I'm, uh, with football with, returning um, and the yeah. Premier League season starting on September the twelfth, which I nailed. But look, I think media wise, I do think we're going to see an uplift. I'd be over the moon with a penny up. Um, 5p just would be sensational on a match day from 3p to 5p. Um, bronze, I'm going to go four across the board. Silver, sixes across the board. And gold, 12 across the board. I've got it in front of me now. It's just been released. <gasps> Do you want me to read it out to you? Here we go. Um, wow. Oh, no. It's pretty good. Oh, crikey. Okay, so they're doubling in pay dividends. This? I've just seen it. I've just seen it on the website. <laughs> okay. I've okay. just seen it on the website. Um, uh, doubling in play dividends. Yeah, excellent. Gold is now 14p for position and 14 for Starman. Gold, and five... is, gold is 14 <laughs> and 14. 14 and 14 and media is going to be 5p. Forwards on a silver day and positionally are going to be 8p each. Crikey. And star is 8p and then bronze is 4 and 4. And then media, triple media day is six, four, and two. Wow. Wow. That is that, a lot. That is massive. So that's basically an, an 100% increase. That is a, that's a 100% increase across the board, pretty much, isn't it? So uh, more media every day. Media dividends were the first dividends we paid out, and they hold a very special place at Football Index. We made it a top priority to change how media was calculated, which we addressed in our review. And now we're boosting payouts too. Media payouts are increasing by 33% compared to last season on media days and by a huge 67% on match days. So, um, yeah, we're going to 6-4-2 on not match days and then 5p on match days, which is pretty big, isn't it? That's enormous. I mean, (laughs) crikey. (laughs) <laughs> do you want to read the letter by adam cole on do it? i want to read that or... yeah so um wow he looks sharp in your name he looks suit. very sharp in he that looks suit. Really yeah. slick. very slick all right hello oh. traders the mm. headline is simple we're tearing up the 2020 21 <sighs> dividend table that delivered a 30 percent uplift and replacing it with a new dividend table delivering a dividend increase of approximately 100 percent compared go. to last season doing a u-turn isn't easy but in the mm. fast-moving tech-driven world which we live sometimes it has to be done of course in doing so, we're inescapably, 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 inescapably acknowledging, inescapably acknowledging that we didn't get it right the first time. Wow. Firstly, and most importantly, we have taken all your feedback very seriously. You are stakeholders in this business, and we listen. As accountants, we budgeted a generous but sensible thirty percent dividend increase. This decision was heavily influenced by COVID and the unpredictable headwinds of the global pandemic. We're making some cha- big changes to the platform that aren't easy to, or trivial. We feel that it's right to value and reward your support at this moment in time. It's also important that we focus on our growth next season and maintain the extraordinary trajectory we have achieved over the last couple of years to cement our place as one of the uk's top fintech platforms that's Mm. interesting Uh, i'd like to specially thank the entire football index team for their hard work and their outstanding handling of covid Mm. an extremely difficult and challenging environment our business has come through the economical challenges posed by the pandemic and enforced off season with a significantly stronger financial footing today than we had initially anticipated this has followed us 
to be even more generous in our dividend outlay. We are a unique and innovative platform that has generated considerable returns for many traders over the last five years. I'm determined for that to continue. Betting and trading isn't easy. In the new regulatory regulatory environment, betting operators could well be forced to disclose customer losses in a similar way that retail brokerages and spread betting companies do. Uh, Scroll to the bottom of IG Index or Plus 500, for instance. In both cases, 76% of their accounts are making losses. We would welcome and support this as a very positive initiative and reality check. Mm. To briefly address some of the feedback we've had, I'd like to remind traders that every penny of revenues generated by Football Index has been reinvested into growing this business and will continue to be the case for the foreseeable future. As far as I'm concerned, the growth of success, uh, the growth and success of Football Index is intensely personal. However, mm. as Football Index grows, I feel it's now important that I take a significant step back from wow. adding my personal element to our communications. Going forward, my fireside chats will be managed by our new communications officer. They will be factual and less open to speculation and misinterpretation. Despite that change, beyond the no lesion, the business will always be intensely personal to me and I will continue to work with my every fibre to ensure it and your continued success. In the next fortnight, we'll release a further announcement about the introduction of offers to company bids with NASDAQ and our new auction style IPO process all also on our delivery plan for 2020. The coming months will see hugely exciting advancements of to football index as a product in terms of capability, reliability, and crucially scalability. That's enough from me onwards and upwards. Wow. So end of an era really, isn't it? End of an era. Yeah. If we, if we go back to that radio phoning we had about, I don't know, five, six weeks ago, we spoke, we've touched upon all these points and the fact that they're listening. I mean, I, I honestly blown away by that letter. I think they've smashed it. I think that's incredible. Wow. 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 Comms wow. Officer, wow. wow. 100%. The market is lifting. Wow. <laughs> well, wow, wow. To wow, be wow. fair, they've got so much room. This is, it's going to be going up for months. I mean, this is, pro- um, how, what's, what's your initial reaction? How are you feeling? Oh, like not emotional, but like, you know, you have to, it's just, um, it's incredible. I'm just like scanning social media as well. And just, yeah, it's it's to the moon now, really, to be fair. The detail, the letter, I think all of the shareholders, what we've given. Yeah, I think it's it's genius and we're, we're away now. It's insane. The platform, really. there, there's no looking back for the platform. Yeah, that is, that is the, such, a, to, such a great rise, isn't it? Like, to to me, insane. it's going to a billion. It's, um, yeah. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Well, I mean, everyone is, uh, everyone's Should I see if anyone's that. risen? I mean, we've had, Trent is 1058 now. Yeah. Mimic 587. Mimic. De Bruyne, yeah. Neymar, Hakan Kanoglu. <laughs> was he ris- Hakan rising Kanoglu. before? Hakan Kanoglu. Was he cheeky. rising before? Was he rising before? Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe. But wow, this is just phenomenal, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it, um, it's, it's more than, it's far more than we anticipated. And you know, when we did get a bit of stick for the bullish 50% last time or the 100%, to give us a thir- to give us the thirty, then another hundred. It proves that our accounting and understanding of the business wasn't completely nutty. Mm. You know, like mm. I, 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 did, I didn't, I wasn't being awkward to Lee B last weekend, but I was like, look, the market kept growing by this amount. I, I, I never understood the maths behind it because obviously I spent a bit of time trying to think about the business model behind the scenes. So there was plenty of ammunition there, and I think they had to be you know, careful with COVID and I'm just so pleased they're on better footing now. And, you know, we go now. That is a dividend review. That is, yeah, we're, we're on our way. Well, yeah, I mean, this is kind of, uh, this is kind of what we thought it would be, right? You know, Correct. Like, with all the momentum is... and yeah, this is exactly what we thought. And I don't think it was completely reckless to think like that. 
with the growth no. that we've seen and the backing no. of the platform. No other company and platform got backed through COVID like this. I mean, well, a few did, but I didn't see many. Money pouring in, chasing the, the media payouts and the dividends and backing them. We've backed them from day one and, you know, we're a loyal fan base and, um, well, rightfully so because it's a, it's, it's a game-changing platform. It is, it is. I mean, I'm looking forward to the calls now. Yeah, I am as well. We've got a bit of a break until then, but like, I mean, it's been it's been an interesting um, three months, hasn't it? You know, well, even if we look at it longer term, uh, an interesting yeah. what six months? Or I so? think it's a really good. Maybe we won't do it today. Maybe we can do it through the calls to, to sit back one day calmly with a beer or a drink and to go back for, to, to Rugani catching coronavirus for you then. And the last Champions League match we ever saw before COVID lockdown was PSG versus Dortmund, wasn't it? At an empty yeah. Park yeah, de France yeah, yeah. stadium. And then we recorded on Black Thursday and we had the podcast together. Black and, Thursday. you know, we had all this unknown. And we said, once we get some clarification of how severe it is, there'll be some confidence restored to the market. Um, the comms throughout was exceptional. We've been on such a journey. Um, the money flew into the platform when no football was on. And then... The Adam Cole Q&A, although I'm loath to say it now after that exceptional letter, but just rocked the boat a touch, didn't it? With the media, the tabloids being questioned and a few other small, I guess, clumsy statements. Um, and then we had the dividend review and really that was terrible. I remember recording on that live stream with you on Friday night and I wasn't a happy bunny and there was big confusion around it and the timing of the goalkeepers and... So to think of where we've gone, we've had match engines introduced, we've we've had um, empty stadiums, and then to, to get that announcement a letter today, and really, it, what more could have been answered in that letter? You know, the comms, turning back on it, backing its loyal... I mean, I, I think this is madness. Yeah, I mean, I want to pick up on one thing, because... Yeah, sure, sure. You know, the Adam Cole comms piece. Your thoughts there, uh, hiring a uh, a comms officer to kind of take that forward now making it a bit more robust is it finally time it is it is yeah yeah we can't be guessing about six rockets means this a casual statement as a ceo yes we're going to cling on to those statements and the mission statements one billion market cap in in five years or whatever it was and you know it's it's his personal pride and joy and he probably does believe that's where it's going to go but we're placing bets and a lot of money on some of those statements and then when the dividend structure doesn't add up there's a little bit of confidence lost and it, it probably just does more harm than good i think that they can handle questions and they can be interactive with us in a really you know f not formal way but in an efficient manner and we can still have that dialogue we still want to hear from adam cole but i think questions Absolutely. need to be questions need to be screened and there just needs to be that slicking in and polishing up of the situation because we are five years in now and this is a tier one operator and we're above 125 million market cap. This isn't, you know, um, this is fairly mainstream now and it's going to become even more mainstream. So comms and communications. Yeah, it was, it, I think it was time. And it's emotional it for some of you early boys, you know, the, the guys that had joined in 2016, 17, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's time for... I think when, when things happen and changes are made on Football Index, one thing that people really don't realise is that um, what, like, what actually does happen is a change is made, but then every trader that, that is onboarded from then on has never seen it before, right? Like It's like when people were saying, oh, bring back Instant Sell, it ruined the platform. It's like we've had five months of no Instant Sell and FI have got rid of it now. 
yes. in, in the way that it was. Yeah. And everyone who's joined since has never used Instant Cell. So no, people need but, to let go. And it's like, if you yeah. really did love the Adam Cole Q&As and everything around that, then that's great. But remember that every trader that comes on from now on in has never seen Adam Cole do one of those. Mm. Mm. I, I think that's, a, that's an amazing point. That's why they could have... Uh, new users wouldn't have known what Instant Cell was. And actually the platform, I've always said this, we were flying when Instant Cell was turned off completely, you know? And even with the initial stages of ME, it was okay. It, there was, it was just a div announcement and the lag between the two phases and, and a couple of other small things. And um, I think you're right though, new users won't know what Instant Cell was. And the platform will be all the better for order books, I'm convinced of it. And yes, maybe a few traders drop off and that's fine, but they're going to be replaced, like I said last week to you, I know several that wouldn't invest without order books being implemented and they want to use that. So it's going to take us to the next level. Yeah, I, I think this is fantastic. I mean, wow. Like I'm still still really speechless, still really speechless. I mean, what more can we say? I suppose I, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of leave it there until we get the callers think, in, right? Yeah, I think leave it off there and then we can bounce completely off the callers. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm just kind of speechless. I'm trying to sort of obviously buy a few players at the same time as I'm on here, but I'm going to pause doing that and just watch the market and let's just, yeah, we'll bounce off the callers later. But this is uh, a landmark day for Football Index. Probably the most significant day since I've joined two years ago. Wow. That is some, that takes some beating. You oh, yeah. You tweet that, you'll get loads of retweets. I will do. I'll write it now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. Well, I suppose the next thing you'll hear is probably me doing a shared read and then some calls. Hopefully, the hopefully someone will call. The, the fans might call. Who knows? Let's see. Yes, they will call. I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna send out a tweet. I'm gonna. Yeah, let's line them up. And um, yeah, that's ambitious. And they smashed it. And that well is done. ambitious. Well, well done, to Football Index. Well done, Football Index. If you're listening at FI Towers, then absolutely. If you're listening, you should be incredibly proud of the communications. Well, it sounds patronising for me to say, but look, every there was disengagement. That that's no longer going to be the case. And we're away. Hmm. Right. Talk Here to you, uh, come shortly. the callers. Here come the callers. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back i mean i've got to do my plug as i mentioned if you guys haven't heard of my patreon yet head over to patreon.com forward slash fi guide that's where i make exclusive premium behind the scenes content it's the best football index content around best football index community around in my honest opinion uh, go check it out uh, people are loving it three pound five pound eight pound and twelve pound tiers that you should go and definitely check out and if you want a subscription to The Athletic, you can head over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig, and that gets you 40% off your annual subscription. Costs £2.99 a month, which is practically nothing. Pandy, I'm going to ask you the uh, fated question. Have you bought oh, anything sh- recently for £2.99? Sugar, I bought some food for a barbecue I hosted last Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a friend visit. Guess where you came from? Uh, I don't know. Hong Kong. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's an actuary in Hong Kong. Good what's friend an act- of mine. What's an actuary? Uh, works in insurance, modelling risk and life expectancy and calculating 
car cool. insurance companies have to kind of lean all, on them. All, all the fun stuff. Yeah, very mathematical. But I did work with him in accountancy and he went over to Hong Kong and uh, just had a baby, flew back, was quarantined and then obviously visited Sunday. So I guess nice. I bought any of the food for the barbecue. Although nice. I, I nuked the barbecue, it was poor cooking. <laughs> and I just saw a tweet here from FI Gardener for you, by the way, before we get into the calls. Go on. Um, understated and then way over delivered hats off yes to be fair they really have understated this there was no build-up no rockets no expectation and it's far bigger than i could have anticipated yes and that to be honest is just it's a masterstroke all right right i mean i i totally agree with you but we've got a couple of callers on the line so i need of course to let we one do in. let's of let course one we in do. right let the hounds in hello you're on mute who are we speaking to Mm-mm-mm-mm. come on unmute yourself hello Hello. Hello. Who have we got on the line? TW. How are we doing, boys? <laughs> TW again. Return <laughs> T- of the Mac. Do you know what's funny about Obviously. TW? It was the end of the last... The last phone-in we had. Wasn't TW the last He was call? the last caller. And now he's the first. Yeah. It seems to be that if one. we remember, I got, I got pied off of some Pizza Express, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that was it. I had the dough balls out and the Polo Ad Astra on my breakfast bar. That was, I remember it well, actually. Yeah. So, how are you doing? Unbelievable. Can't believe it. Some of your Fuck, tweets I can't, been... I can't. They, um, they were very quiet. I had, I had a feeling something big were coming. They were very quiet. They weren't hyping it up. It was just, came out last Friday, there's an announcement on Wednesday, and then there's been nothing really, apart from a little push notification today, and that's what made me think maybe this could come from a surprise factor, and they have done, aren't they? What's, what's that phrase, TW, like, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, something like that. On me, yeah, yeah, yeah so, exactly. And, 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 you know, I just thought, okay, we'd, we'd, we had this, the predictions about six weeks ago for dividend announcement and it was about 25, 30% and it was underwhelming and you just felt they couldn't really afford to get this wrong. But at the same time, I was still a bit scared to be made to be foolish. And the fact that they didn't have any hype with it, I just read a tweet out from FI Gardner who said, uh, I've actually lost it now, but basically they've understated it or, un- you know, um, they haven't hyped it up too much and then they've just smashed it. And it's just, yeah, it's beyond words really. I mean, and what have you... <laughs> You've been quite critical of some of the timeline. Does this does this shut the moaning up? <laughs> um, for about two weeks, yeah, I'm sure something else will come out. And what they'll need to they've, they've promised in the next two weeks to give us an update on sell orders, and they'll they'll be held to that, which they should be. So, but for the next week and a half or so, I imagine the timeline will be pretty happy. It quite rosy place. Anyway. Three three buyers for the for the other listeners and the fans before fig. I just want. I'm, I'm so keen to get your thoughts. Have you bought anyone since the announcement? Do you plan to buy anyone in the next week? I've, I've currently put a bid in for a... I've been trying to work out, because I, I caught me out when I made a buy. Um, right. I put a bid in for Jonathan David. I think I got yeah. all excited about because of the um, IPDs. I thought he's going to get 10p a goal here. And then yeah. I realised that it starts on the 12th of September, so he's not going to get 10p a goal. So that was a bit of a quick buy. Um <laughs> Well, I've got I've got bids in for uh, successful so KDB far. TW, <laughs> yeah, it's gone it's gone very well. Uh, KDB, I've put a bid in for him. Yep. Um, again, a lot of a lot of my bids early doors. Uh, I'm trying to incorporate IPDs on the list of the PB rise. I think KDB is always good for a goal. Um, I'm trying to recycle some shares as well. To be honest with you, yeah, Phil Hernandez yeah. trying to recycle because twenty p a goal for a defender that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's outrageous. Yeah, it is. Did you listen to Lee B tip up Jonathan David on the Sunday's podcast? I, I did listen to it, yeah. He, um, yeah, he, he mentioned had, Jonathan I've, I've, David. 
a friend of mine bought him when he was was it was it Gant? Was it or yeah, he was, he was a top Belgium, top top scorer in the Jupiter League in Belgium. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's, he's been on my radar. Uh, he didn't start well on, on Saturday or Sunday, did he? But it's his first game. Yeah. So yeah, that's for two. David KDB, well, always, always Sancho in it, Panda. So I lo- well, you've got to be down. I, I love it. I'm I'm still I'm still bullish on the Sancho situation. I was saying to figure. I'm loath to kind of say it now on air because it'd be like, oh, Sancho, Sancho, Sancho. But very quickly, TW, like, look at the PR United are having. Their club captain, aggravated assault and bribery. City being linked with Messi. Arsenal making good signings. Chelsea have now Chilwell, Kai Havertz, um, uh, Malang Sarr, and there's one other that's escaped me under the pressure of talking to you. But Manchester United's PR, and ad- they're happens, in the mud at the moment. It happens, Panda. They, yeah, that was the best of us. They need to make a statement sooner or later. Imagine finishing third, first bit of optimism at the club for you know for eight years probably since Fergie left, and they want to kick on now and challenge and in the Champions League, and they go out and just deliver. I don't know, Badi Ashil at Monaco and David Brooks. It doesn't feel right to me. Something is brewing. No. Whether whether they can get the deal done this summer, you know, you have to question that. But I think something's brewing at Old Trafford, and hopefully something yeah. comes out soon. But yeah. Mm. A couple of things there. Like you could, Lampard has finished fourth. He's been given two hundred and fifty million already. And yeah, yeah. What's happening? What's happening? The, the pressure's United? on them, right? The pressure's on them. When whether or not they, they actually get Sancho, I'm not too sure anymore. But well, um, they could do. They could do a football index. They could smash it out of the park and silence. <laughs> do you know what? I think Adam Cole and Ed Woodward could be leading the Big <laughs> Fest 2021. I feel, like, I feel like Adam Cole has lined my left pocket. Oh, I now need God. Ed Woodward to travel down from Manchester and just tuck his hand <laughs> in my right. Oh, man. Um, TW, it's been brilliant having you on. Uh, we've got three people on the line waiting for oh, me shit. to let you go. But thank no you very much. Any wrestling related uh, goodbyes? Oh, yeah. But, uh, any wrestling chat? <laughs> well, I'd say the initial announcement was a bit of a heel turn, wasn't it, Panda? But uh, they turned rather heel. They turned into the bad guys. I know this is this is a massive baby baby face turn. This is Austin winning the title. <laughs> this, this is, is <laughs> this is Austin winning the title for mankind. This is basically you know Austin. You know what I'm on about. I don't, well, WrestleMania 2001, Austin's heel turn. That's what six weeks ago was. And now, yeah, yeah, this is the return of the face. And to be honest, it was a bad move going heel. They could never... Adam Cole was never going to be a successful heel. But anyway. He wasn't, no. <laughs> right. He wasn't. <laughs> See you later. All right, cheers. All Thank you very much, TW. See, See you later, mate. Thank Bye you very right. much for calling in. Beautiful chap. Beautiful. Great bloke. Great, Great bloke. bloke. Great bloke. Sort of the earth. <laughs> Right. I'm going to set a timer for these calls next. you're going to set a timer alright who's next up uh... hello hello who are we speaking to alright surely you can tell the accent oh crikey <laughs> the man himself SOTD how are you doing <sighs> I'm good I'm good well very good aren't we yeah surely <laughs> I was going to pretend like I didn't know what the announcement was <laughs> and like, see the reaction or something. I haven't, I haven't got a question. I've just come on to chat No, listen, li- listen, I was going to say, what's your point? But I'm not going to... I got bullied for that comment from, from last time. I want to ask you, Lee, do you feel like the community... I don't know, are we and some of the more vocal people that were bullish last time, is there justification now and maybe... It proves the understanding of the business model was correct. You know, we've got sell orders, we've got mass IPOs coming. It, 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 it you know, it, it didn't make sense, did it? The increase we got before in the keepers. Do you think that this reverses that? I mean, I don't know really. Are you, 
are, are you, is this in line with your expectations? Are you blown away today? Talk me through kind of how you're feeling about it. Uh, well, I thought any improvement was an improvement. I wasn't mm. that impressed with the original increase. Right. Uh, I was thinking we might get about 12. Uh, I was hopeful, actually, of getting 12, 8, 4, and we've got, what, 14, 8, 4? Mm. And then the media, I was hoping for 5p, but I thought, oh, we'll probably get 4. Yeah. But the 5 was, um, yeah. I mean, really good. Yeah, I, I, was then, saying, I had written down 4p, which would have been a 33% increase on media on match days yeah. from 3 to 4. So 5 has kind of blown me away. I think I had 12p down for gold. And, and I might have rounded up to 10. I can't remember. It's on the predictions. But was it 14 yeah. and 14 now? So you can win. If you bag a gold day, say you're messy and you do come to England and you bag a gold day, 28p plus star, sorry, star man, gold forward and media. 33p return. Yeah, so I was just thinking before I called in. Um, yeah. So if we go back a year ago, 12 months to today, right? then gold was 5p and star was 2. Was it really? Us, yeah, it was, yeah. So you've got from Christ. you've gone from 7p to oh um, 28 in PB alone, which is so pretty you've remarkable. Gone, really. You've gone from 7 to 28 in a year? Yeah. With COVID, yeah. that's blowing me away, that is. Because we had the dividend increase, didn't we, in... Um, October. October, mm. November time. November. Yeah. I mean, people, I remember pay, buying uh, Kevin De Bruyne for... I remember joking about it at Fig 100, because it was only 5p. Yeah. It was only 7p, basically, for a gold win. And I was going, oh, people are paying 5 paying 40 here for 7p gold win. <laughs> and they... And now you're getting 28p. I mean, I look around. I'll, I'll put some. I'll put 30 grand in um, in the <laughs> last 24 hours. <laughs> well, I haven't spent it. I think it's it's mad, isn't it? When there's value everywhere, you're like, well, all the top guys are going to go loads up, but then you're like, oh, well, the guys below them are, are going to get dragged up as well. It's very it's very hard to judge right now when there's value everywhere who the best value is. Yeah. It's very hard. I'm really yeah, struggling with that, Lou. Mm. Yeah, I think... I mean, I bought two players who I fancied anyway, and one of them I'd been picking up on, uh, ME, knowing that this was coming in, uh, right. you know, a, an increase of some sort. And I fancied them at old payouts anyway. W- um, would you share, would you share so, two or three names with the listeners that you're looking at, or are you not willing to disclose that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I bought um, Raphael... Guerrero, because I fancied mm. him as a defender, mm. and especially with the, um, you know, this bonus of the twenty p goals. I think yes. if he hits one of the, he's got a good chance of that. Yep. Uh, there's yep. obviously that for a position change back, but I mean, one pound eighty look pretty good. Um, that that's the person I've been picking up on me anyway. I think I've yep. been in a bidding war with someone, <laughs> and then I picked up some. Um, I picked up some Akimi. Because I fancied him, I'm not not many, we're about twelve hundred, um, and I I fancied him anyway, and I thought that there's that position change risk, but I fancy the risk more. Yeah. With you know, with the uh, additional dividends, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I picked some of him up, and other than that, I put some bids in, um, and I know I was chatting to Messi with you guys earlier, but I've just noticed I picked up twenty five. 
at six at six twenty five, um, and I'm not too sure how I feel about it. <laughs> Do you know uh, we had a discussion before, before this call? I mean, I look, I've got um, Football Index AS's dividend yield thread in front of me, and Messi over the last year, based on the previous payouts, I believe. Well, obviously not including today's. I think he done two pound fifty seven. I mean, it's not out of the realms of possibility, is it, that he knocks in four or five quid if he comes to the Premier League? Or do you think that's too aggressive? Uh, yeah. I don't. I think there's a lot of risk there. Well, not risk. I think there's quite a bit of risk. I was saying earlier on Twitter, yeah. you know, if he comes to the Prem, you're probably talking that over eight pound, and I'd probably still mm. go with that, even though there's, you know, the dividends have gone up just because other players might suppress it, just due yeah. to them having longer careers. Yeah, and you're probably yeah. talking. You probably got a bit more of a cushion if he stays at Barca now, though. Maybe. Um, yeah, the know, downside has probably been. Yeah. Yeah, four fifty is probably looking. Uh, you'd get rid of him now for four fifty to five pound. I would have thought. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it looked pretty mixed. The, the thing is, and why I haven't spent the money at the moment, it makes every player look attractive. Oh, and, hmm. and, it, and, and, yeah. and everyone's obsessed with like optimizing that. And then you get you get into that yourself rather than just thinking, okay, I'm just going to buy you a want. Absolutely. And I'm just going to sit, yeah. sit and wait. Mm. So I haven't decided why I'm doing that. And I'll probably do a mix of both. I'll probably try and do a bit of uh, trading, buy a few. I might think, see a few spikes. But otherwise, I'll either put some bids in or, or just buy from market on uh, players that... Um, I think have really benefited. Like, I mean, I think Sancho, Kylian, those guys. You know, we might not see an increase straight away, but um, you know, they've been It'll given come. a lot yeah. of value. They've been given a lot of value, and I Ridiculous. think that will be the same for everyone. And I think that's been the main benefit of the increase is that it's given people scope to and less risk to to like move money around mm. and we're going to see players a lot of players now are under under price so massively just because they're going down or doesn't mean or people are getting bids accepted or whatever doesn't mean they're not worth the price it just means that people are just deciding to put money in different places at different times mm. and that's how the index had been i think up until a certain amount of time it had always yeah. been gem- generally undervalued but so I think we could be at that point again, of course. There's, we've we've f- no FIIS. Sorry, there's a bit of a risk, but yeah. There's a few. A PB man tweeted, it's actually so good, I don't know what to do with myself. Just going to buy everybody, I think. And that kind of links in. I'm a bit like a kid yeah. in a candy shop. I'm looking up and down the index, kind of thinking, where do I put the money? Something also I learned from USOTD, I think he's valuable advice. And actually, Lee B said it even on the podcast. So the two Lees have both said it. It's the fun factor. And that is why. I'm probably more bullish than I expect to be on Messi because if he did come to England, although I understand the risks there, the fun factor of holding him and when he's playing, watching him and cheering him on, like that, that's quite big for me. So it, that's going to be an interesting decision if that happens. But, do, do, um, do you not think that blinds you slightly though? Do you not think that makes you, um, you know, not think about the fact that he could decline a lot over the next 24 months. Is it? Is there also a danger there in, in thinking? Yeah, of course, of, course, of course there is, yeah. I mean, um, look, it's a balancing act, isn't it? I think fun is a really important part of, of this platform and it always will be for me. And I mean, I, I'm probably more cutthroat than most and think about it from a financial perspective. But, you know, 
there is still that magical feeling waking up and having a host of players playing on a goal day and cheering them on the PB leaderboard. You know, I haven't had that many players recently and it can be a bit boring, to be honest with you. So, um, but you're, you're right. Maybe I'm romanticising and not thinking <laughs> about the downside. But then again, I'm thinking about the risk. I know injuries at that stage of a career have more impact, you know, because you're missing more games at the back end of your career. But I just think it'd be absolutely dynamite. Mm. Mm. right yeah. well Lee thank you very much yeah. for coming on mate really appreciate it I'm sure we'll get you on the show at some point on your own in the future um, yeah happy happy days cool catch you later guys have a good cheers, one cheers mate thank you bye bye happy bunny who is next hello Hello. Hi, Pete. How are you? Hey, who are we speaking to? Ryan from Index Track. Ryan from Index Track. Wow. I've I seen your I'm... tweet today about giving what you've basically given everything away for free. I've got it in front of me here. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Ryan. And we've never spoken vocally, but I'm a um, big fan of him. He says, F it, which is quite rude. We've given everyone <laughs> two months free on indextrack.co.uk. And I'm loath to promote this on, on live on air, but I've got to say, that's, that's a very kind offer. <laughs> yeah, try and get people through the uh, in-play dividend five times uh, all the way through to September and a month. So thought they uh, allow them to see when they're expiring. So that's why we've done it. But, yeah. <laughs> Extremely how, kind. How are you feeling about the announcement, mate? Oh, it's absolutely mental, isn't it? It's much better than I thought it'd be, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, like a increase, I've said this a couple of times about the, the tweet from Gardner, which I keep losing, but like there was no rockets. There was an, they've kind of underplayed this, haven't they? There's been no fuss around it. They've gone under the radar and then they've just popped up today above the surface of water and they've just released a <laughs> ballistic missile. Um, yeah. Is, how, what, what's been your actions since it got released? Like what, I don't know. Thought process, obviously you're over the moon. Have you deposited? Have you got any buys? Are you kind of like me, like a kid in the candy shop looking across the index, almost thinking, hang on a minute here. Everyone is pretty much undervalued for the next. Like, I, where, where's the money going to go? Any tips for anyone? I don't know. It's, it's got to go into the big players at first and it always does. And then it goes down when people start scoring then in-play dividends will start coming in effect. Even the two, when it goes back down to normal rates, then in-play dividends are still quite healthy. Mm. So, I mean, this this promotion is going to be massive for in-play dividends, though. You could get 20p for a defender scoring, which is pretty insane, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. So are you going to be doing um, much in-play trading then, do you reckon, Ryan? Um, no, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a buy and just hold kind of guy but, uh, <laughs> too busy trying to make index track the best it can be right how many players in the portfolio for you ryan i've got about 300 oh, oh players. wow i was scattergun approach no wonder you've built a platform to try and bloody know. hell you need it for yourself didn't you index track <laughs> yeah i actually did i didn't know oh. it was doing the heading so i thought i need a website it's funny because I was expecting you to maybe say anything between, I don't know, 75 and 150. And I was going to question, is that number going to increase based on the, the kind of extra opportunities and value we've got all over the index? But uh, can, can you can you go up from 300? No, I'm not buying <laughs> any more. <players. laughs> my, up, up my shareholding some, but that's about yeah. it. And you, you're a former accountant, I hope, before we let you go. 
Are you? Is that right? Um, yeah, I'm still an accountant. I still have my day job, unfortunately. Oh, oh so you're still debiting and crediting? Yeah, you know. Good. Yeah, well, I, I miss it. You know, maybe I'll return one day. Yeah, come back. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we can uh, get you a job somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I well, don't think I need it now. Football next is going to uh, to the moon, but you never know. But uh, yeah. <laughs> How many times have you got Panda? Um, I've got under ten. Um, uh, yeah, and obviously that's because a few of them are very heavy, and that was the state of the market. And obviously a couple of big events I thought were going to happen. Um, but I will now be expanding probably into the, the thirty to fifty region, which is kind of where I like to operate. Um, there's a there's a lot of opportunities now that have opened up to me, and I was always going to move up to thirty to fifty players, but I was waiting on a couple of triggers to move it. This is the trigger that probably forced my hand, so I'll probably go up to about thirty to fifty. That's where I'm quite good at operating. When it gets above that number, I tend to struggle and get quite overwhelmed tracking it. Um, I like to be very detailed and commit to each trade and kind of try and watch every match of that footballer and kind of have that passion and fun and adrenaline when they play. I think if I get too spread. Yes, the risk is maybe uh, uh, less, but it doesn't really kind of... I don't enjoy it as much. And enjoyment is a big part of it, as I said to SOTD before. So I'm a 30 to 50 man. So I'll be making some buys over the next couple of weeks. I look forward to seeing you on the ticker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Ryan. I've got a quick number for you. Oh, a quick number. Oh, go on. 850 grand gone into Messi, as you know. Oh, wow. 250 grand in Trent. 127k in... Kimmich. Oh, wow. 8K in De Bruyne and 64K in Neymar. Wow. Wow. Already. I mean, and we're only what? You know, an hour and 25 in? We're an hour and 25 in. It's one of those, I think for six months, Ryan, when you release your charts, which I've got on notifications, and I run to my phone, you're one of these people that when they tweet, I, I sprint and it comes up on my burner phone. I've got a special Ryan burner phone. Um, <laughs> I think those graphs will be on an upward trajectory now for the next six months. Yeah, definitely. Happy days. Thanks for calling in. Cheers. Cheers, Ryan. Thank you very much. Well, I think Panda, that's all she she wrote at the moment. Um, I'm not seeing any other callers. I wouldn't have cut Ryan off if I'd known there was no one to go to. Yeah, we've got quite, we had quite a few in the waiting room, but I think people get impatient. We need to find a way to make it so people book slots. (laughs) Yeah, and I remember we said this last time, we were going to offer people to dial in between 6.30 and 7 and mm. or 6 and 6.30 and kind of mm. run two slots because people wait and the same music plays and they keep getting cut off every half hour, yeah. don't they? And, um, and then they get bored and they don't know when they're coming on to air. So mm. Mm. I'm surprised. This, although most radio phone-ins will tell you on TalkSport, when things go horribly wrong and people want to complain, that's when they dial in. When, uh. things, are, when things are going swimmingly well and they're busy and happy and content, there's not really a lot to say. Mm. You know, remember last time, we had some fantastic calls picking holes in the Adam Cole Q&A and the dividend announcement, where we go from here, why the market was flat. People generally love to moan. That's mm. why Arsenal Fan TV, your boys, <laughs> they get more listeners. Not, they're not my boys. <laughs> well, okay. No, no, Arsenal Fan TV aren't, but the football club are. Um, but maybe not your boy, your club. Um, it's why they get more viewers when they do badly, because people love the comedy of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, oh, Ginger Perlo is just tweeting me saying that he tried and he got bored and, and left. I said, "Come back." Try again. I said, "Come back straight no away." Q. Yes, come back. I look forward to speaking to him. Actually, 
I tried, but yeah, people have got no patience. Got no patience. Patience for the phone. To speak to a man of your stature. Speak to a man of your stature. Man of my stature. Any questions here? You know, we can talk about all sorts. Yeah, I mean the the other alternative is you just tweet for questions, and we do that for about another twenty minutes. I mean, I can do that. Let's just give it a few minutes. Let's give it a few um, minutes, and I can edit this and out. You anyway. can always edit this out this little bit as we. Uh... It's like hold music, you know. Oh my god, we've got four callers now. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> tell them to tweet and tell them to be patient. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. All right. Let's. <laughs> Hello, you're on mute. Hello. 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 Hello, who are we speaking to? Hi, my name's Alex. I go by um, Joe Arabel on Twitter. What was that on Twitter? Uh, Joe, Joe Arabel. Joe Arebo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hang I'll on a minute, Joe Arebo. Have you got Joe Felix as a photo? No, 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 no. That's, that's, no, that's the Joe Felix FI guy. How do I spell your username? It's Aribo, A-R-I-B-O. You know the the fellow that's gone to Rangers, that plays at Rangers? Yeah, he used to play for Charlton. He used to play for Charlton. He was like, oh, followed yeah. by quite a few Premier League clubs. You yes, know. yeah, okay, okay. All right, I don't dig it in. Right. <laughs> How are you then, Aribo? <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing too bad. I used to get in on. Yeah, oh. not too bad. Where, are you, where, where do you, you rain from? Where do I rain from? Is it yeah, where, where from? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Nottingham. Oh, nice. I went to uni there. Yeah, I've heard a few shout-outs on the podcast from Nottingham. Yeah, shout-out to Uni of Knots. Uni of Knots, I'm trying to put it on the back, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, Sorry, no, how, how, <laughs> how are you feeling about the review? Uh, yeah, good. Um, the only thing I was going to say, actually, I'm buzzing with the review now. It's just strange. It's had to take two announcements to get to this point. And from what they uh, released when they announced the second uh, dividend review, when they said there's been some changes in the business or something along the lines, Mm. I was trying to speculate what you think they've suddenly found out or do you just think it was just from the backlash they thought, shit, we need to get something out and, and just kind of mix it up a little bit. How, how, did you, why did you, how did you read that and like, why did you think, what did you think had happened in the business? I think it's strange because the way they worded it is they, they almost as they stumbled along some kind of finances. Like surely you know the finances are there in the first place. Or and maybe it's some forecasting. Yeah, potentially, but just in such a short period of time to go from one end to the other, it's just I mean, weird. But I mean, have you listened to the podcast that we've done before or fixed podcasts in in the past? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, so oh, strong fan, strong fan. So we've discussed, <laughs> we've discussed, and I have in particular the, the business model, and you know, I think that's why we were all so bullish before on what they could offer us because they didn't mm. just cut, they, they didn't just like survive COVID. They kind of flourished through it. A lot of money yeah. poured into the index, and it wasn't until mm. the Adam Cole Q and A where things got a little bit wobbly. And then, obviously, we know what's happened since then. So, I've mm. always thought that the um, oh, sorry the the business and the finances were extremely strong. But COVID, you know, I don't think it should have been an excuse, but I can understand it looming. And if they've got a new set of accountants, they they referenced having you know a new top six accounting firm, didn't they? With the mm. forecasting with the pressures of a second wave, um, potentially there was some loud voices erring on the side of caution and they thought maybe they were going to get away with the 30 or 25% increase, which let's be mm. honest has backfired. And, and the promo, although that was tremendous, it didn't really get the market moving as much as I think it would have done in the past. So 
I think that half of me believes that there has been some business development and they could have secured a couple of big investors. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. I mean, I, I look at the shareholders that are a part of Football Index. There's some big names there. And there's some very big names in the gambling industry that are invested in Football Index, some very smart minds. So the backing is very strong behind the scenes. We don't always see that on the front end. So mm-hmm. yes, there could have been some business developments, but I think the other side of it, and when I read Adam Cole's letter is listening to feedback, taking on board that we're valued members, we've backed them through thick and thin, we're a loyal customer base, mm. and with sell orders and loads of IPOs to come, which have been on pause for ages, and I've said this before, I think they realised the error of their ways. And I think that actually strove strong management. I have to say, strong leadership. Perhaps there were some inexperienced minds around how to tackle COVID, second wave, dividend increase, grow the business. I think the proof's been in the pudding that core dividends are going to drive this and they needed to reverse their decision. So to be honest, it could be some business developments. I wouldn't fret too much about it. I think that they've reversed their decision and I think they deserve all the credit in the world for this. And for the next six months, I expect very strong positive growth. Agreed. Agreed. Um, any other thoughts, Aribo, before you leave us? No, no, definitely. I, I agree. I've got, I've just getting through your two-hour podcast of um, Lee. <laughs> Maybe. With, um, Maybe, yeah. yeah, that's the one. And I know you mentioned... Um, about in terms of like increases, they might have gone for like a small increase, and then the majority of the rest made up by constant promos. promos. Yes, and you almost think they did the, this promo with five times IPD. Yeah, and because it didn't get the reaction they expected, they think absolutely. Actually, maybe the core is where we should be, yeah. and reverted back a- with this new absolutely review. Absolutely right, and they've taken on loads of so feedback. Right. A lot of big traders have spoken to them. I think there's no there's no hiding mm. that there was a trader panel. And I think you're absolutely right. They got they a want, load of feedback from they got a load of feedback from, from everywhere, right? I'm going to be honest, Jeff Bezos, yeah. you know, the Amazon CEO thing, and for you, Ariba. I he, think everyone knows sorry, who he is. Of course I do, yes, sorry. I don't do mean you, to do actually, you know the richest man in the world? I don't mean to insult you both there. I feel quite sheepish now. I'll probably get hammered for that in the next week. But um, now he said the number one principle of Amazon is listening to customers and tailoring everything to customers. Do you know what, you know, what one of their principles are? Because I've actually uh, worked with uh, Amazon Oh, here Web we go. Big I am. It's called it. customer obsession. That's what they call it. Fine. All right. They well, love saying sh- that. Okay, well, there you go then. And I just think for Football Enix to listen to that, <laughs> you're a spot on. They may have wanted a 15% base and flex it up with promos. I think proofs in the pudding it backfired and they went against that and well done to Football Index and I think we're on, our, we're on a very happy journey in the next six months now. Well done indeed. Uh, Ariba, we're going to have to let you go because we've got three people. Many people waiting. Three people no, waiting I've now. So hope, thanks, uh, thanks for dialing in. Thank you so much me. for coming on, mate. Cheers, take care. Bye-bye. Hello. I'm Martin Muses. Can you hear me, guys? Who are we speaking to? We've got uh, Finley McMillan here. How are you doing? Finley McMillan. That's a wonderful name. How are you? Thanks, Big. Yeah, I'm doing, uh, doing very well, thanks, mate. Yeah, so uh, obviously quite happy with the uh, dev increase. And yeah, just a privilege to be on the uh, the Panda cast. I'm a huge fan. Um, oh, so yeah, just, uh, great to be on, boys. <laughs> is Finley, so, Finley McMillan, are you, are you a big fisherman? Um. <laughs> No, I'm not. A, I mean, I'm a country boy panda, yeah, but I um, no, I'm not a fisher. No, I'm, oh, I, I must have the I must have the wrong profile here. I've got Finley McMillan in front of me, and he's holding a massive 
perch or it might be a trout obviously it's not you so i'll cancel that. no if i was to do any form of hunting it'd be a bit of shooting but even that with that's years ago panda oh, crikey, so, that's, no, contra- that's controversial we can't be having at all yeah we might go that's a dangerous path isn't it in this i know you got me i know you i know you're very politically correct on the well on you the are because I, I, I mentioned binary didn't i a few weeks ago we're not talking about sexuality and sam smith who is a uh, binary i believe you know i'm very up and this is my urban roots coming through you know just being a very modern <laughs> modern man Probably more urban and more yeah. but anyway. I agree. You've got, to be, you've got to be careful these days. So I agree with you on that one, Panda. So I've got two questions, right? First right. one is to Fig, and yeah. it's what the hell's going on with the Warzone tournament? Oh, <laughs> you're going to find out this Friday. Okay, that's good. That's that answered, right? So, and my so, so honestly, one I'm telling you, I'm telling you, hold on, before you ask the second one, because it's probably less important because it's going to be towards Panda. Um, there are some insane, insanely yeah. amazing graphics that someone in the Discord has very kindly done for the Warzone tournament. And I've had, and I shit you not, a Warzone committee put together to help me put this together. So it is, you know, it's, it's, it's big boy stuff. Huge. I like to hear that, right? And my second question is sort of uh, is geared towards um, Panda, right? Ooh. So has the... <laughs> highlighted the inherent inaccuracies and weaknesses of attempting to model um, a player's full career dividend haul. And this is specifically geared um, towards Sancho. Can you repeat the question? Sorry. Yeah, you cut off there, Finley. You cut off at the very start, but I like the sound of that question. I I think it was a question, if I'm not mistaken, Finley, about Messi exposing the difficulties of modelling a player's career. Is that correct? Yeah. So, like, specifically geared, like, towards Sancho. And what I'm trying to get at here... uh, you know, right now, obviously, Messi is dominating media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. And if we to look at it short term, obviously, we've got um, 17 five places paid media days left up until the 11th of September. Yep. If the Messi transfer news story hadn't have broke, you know, yep. it'd be fair to say that Sancho could have potentially won 10 out of those 17 days in first mm. place. That would be ATP. More realistically, mm. potentially even more than that, that could have been mm. a pound. Mm. Obviously, with the Messi news, that's potentially, you know, a pound ATP yep. wiped out of Sancho's value, so to yes. speak, because obviously Messi is going to be dominating um, for the next few weeks. Yes. Um, yes. So what I'm saying is, we've got all these people that are, you know, waxing lyrical about their modelling skills. You know, um, you know, yep. they're being very bullish about Sancho's media potential, and something you know like this, which has just cropped up, is hitting them in the short term. How are you supposed to predict? Yeah, yeah. The dividends uh, if we're getting short-sighted in, in yeah. the short term by the Messi news like this. If you get think, it's a long one. No, no, no. It's a phenomenal question and something I tried to tweet yesterday, but done a pretty poor job of explaining. <laughs> so now I've got a chance. I mean, look, Fig, you and I have said consistently, even when Football Index reaches a billion, two billion, I don't know what that number is, but let's say it reaches market saturation point. There will always be opportunities, I believe, to be a successful trader on this platform because to model a career arc, as I call it, and do that accurately... It's impossible. You know, if you think mm. about modelling a 90-minute football match, so what the guys do at a Bet365 or what professional gamblers do, you know, you can do that with a fair amount of accuracy based on historical data. But to model yeah. a career when you've got something as subtle as manager changes, if, they, if their wife has an affair, you know, if they have a last-minute yeah. transfer to another country, if they have an... Mm-hmm. In- that is why... I think you need to have an eye on it. I think you need to, I think thinking about career dividends or what they can offer 
on a yearly yield curve is a really useful tool, but mm. you don't want to, you know, it, you, I don't think you want to ignore it because otherwise you can get into trouble, but equally things yeah. can change so frequently, you know, the, mm-hmm. to, to master and be flexible with that. Um, yeah. I, I just, I think it's never going to be a case that no one's ever going to be able to do this perfectly. Is that kind of what you yeah. think Fig, as well? And, and it's also no. a game of probabilities, right? Like no one is yes. ever saying uh, X is going to do this with Messi, for example, before he that bit of news completely changed the the kind of probabilities of his future dividend potential you could have probably yeah. accurately modeled his uh future dividend earnings and i think you need to factor yeah. in like the probabilities that change yeah. it massively right so yeah well yeah, yeah it was just it was actually brought about this idea was planted in my head because obviously um who was it you had on uh, on the sunday uh, lee b lee b yeah so he was his central valuation, which was bullish, it was about 34 quid or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. He was talking about his PV potential, and I was sort of nodding, nodding along, didn't have an issue with that. And then he was talking about how he forecasted media, and he mm. said, Oh, I've allowed um, two pounds per year media dividends for Sancho for the next 10 years. And that just to me sounded like a bit of a sort of finger in the air, back of the fag packet sort of guesstimation <laughs> at best. I mean, you can't tell me that Sancho is going to be flavor of the month you know, for the next 10 years and win the most media out of everyone for the next 10 years on FI. You, you, and I feel I like that's what a lot no, of people are building in in the financial models. To be fair to Lee B, I mean, I've said this before with any type of model, like the assumptions that go into it, like they are very judgmental. And if you flex those assumptions, you're going to have a big difference on the output. So to be fair to Lee B, he's in my camp. And I think he said he's, he's yes, assumed yeah. that Sancho is a level up from Rashford and Sterling. And therefore, yeah, he's thinking about it like, okay, if I had a 20-year-old Neymar, if you're playing at that level and you're that good, then mm-hmm. yes, you won't be flavour of the month and dominating, but you know, you're going to win a lot of media throughout your career. And, so and he I th- did put that caveat in. And, and the thing, yeah. the thing to, to think about when you're kind of like looking at a player's career, I think, is when they're younger, any small change can actually end up being a big trajectory change for the player so if you imagine a plane Mm -hmm. kind of lifting off if you nudge it at the start of its trajectory it could actually go a completely different there's a a great there's a great psychologist on tiktok that actually does does that demonstration they talk about if you're flying from say london to new york if you change the tip of the plane by a couple of degrees over like yeah. one meter, it's not going to make any difference. If you're flying across the Atlantic, mm. you're not going to end up in New York. Mm. You're going to end up somewhere yeah. different. And that's kind of like, like Jao Felix is such a good example of this, right? I think Jao Felix is up there with your Sancho's, your Trent's, you know, your kind of generational yeah. talents. But because he went to play yeah. for Diego on a six-year contract, you have to think, mm. well, that's probably killed his media for six years. His PB is going to suffer in a team where they don't dominate possession. So all of a sudden... Yeah, yeah. When you model his career dividends, that has to drastically come down. And just like Messi yesterday, I've now built into my Messi calculations. There's a 25% chance he goes to Man City. He could do £5 a year at Man City. You need to feed that in. So all of a sudden, his top end has become a lot higher. And equally, yeah, Sancho's in the short term, I would say this probably would cost him £1.25 in the next year because Messi would steal that amount. Probably more, to be honest. I haven't kind of finished the count. So... This is the inherent. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 I was looking at yeah, I was looking at like the odds, like say like whatever the odds of Messi going to, to Man City are, say twenty five percent. You know, Skybet yeah. got it at sixty five. I know they're still yeah. joke odds with them. But I mean if he goes to Manchester City, which is unlikely, everyone's Sancho media models even really worth the paper they're written on. So the whole point I'm getting at is 
people are sort of over reliant, in my opinion, and they sort of blindly stick in chance. Finley, you're breaking up there. We'll, Sorry, we'll move Finley, on to, you're breaking we'll up, move mate. On to the next call, but Finley, I, I want you to dial in the next few weeks and come on to the Thursday Pandacast and continue this discussion. I think you make extremely valid points. I think Curry did. Thanks, thanks so much for having oh, me on. Thanks, Thank Finley. So we'll much, talk Finley. again soon. Cheers, mate. Thank you so thanks. much. Thank you. Good work, guys. Cheers. Thank Just you. Say, Fig, I think career dividends are useful, but like he's right. So much can change and you've got to be so adaptable and flexible. Mm. Like, you know, Lee B talking about Kimmich and how yeah. if he sees the shot map and things changing, he will adapt his position and opinion. Mm. That's what the best traders can do. Mm. Anyway, mm. Good call. Uh, it's, I think Sam Friedman's put it really well in the past. He says, like, you don't have to use it to a T, but if it's an anchor for you, then you can make better decisions. And I think that's, that's my tip to anyone. But let's go next caller. Hello. Hello. Who are we speaking to? Mr. Show Pony. Oh! <laughs> My urban Fiat Quarter Tesco Express car parking lot friend. How is the diss track coming along? Well, I mean, I was going to talk about this. I mean, I've sent you a couple of locations, but none of them are urban enough, apparently. No, you know me. I, I said I wanted this to be as urban as you can find it. So too rural for me, not densely enough populated. I need it to be almost as densely populated as Mumbai. I need it to be, you know, a Mumbai, a Beijing. And I'm afraid Crawley Tesco Metro isn't going to cut the mustard for me. So if you can come back with a new location, then we're cooking on gas. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I called in because uh, the fans need, need the urban word of the day. Oh, yeah. Have you got one for us? Or do you want me I to that's your tell you my one? Panda. Yeah, but I didn't that, know... That's your job, Panda. Oh, okay. Well, an urban word for cool <laughs> or awesome that I've been looking at, I believe, is um, is Gucci, I think, isn't it? Gucci is good and lit is amazing. So what I did say to my wife is like, wow, this dividend announcement is pretty lit. And she was quite, she was quite salty about, she was quite salty about that because she's like, oh, you're going to be spending far more time on football index. And I was like, look, you know what, love, you look snatched. You know, you're on fleek. And at the end of the day, that was the discussion, lads. And uh, yeah, that's the urban three words of the day for you on the spot. Oh, it's so bad. Oh my god. Um, show pony. When's the uh, when's the show pony merch coming? That's a very good question. Uh, Last I heard, true story, you'd used a copyrighted horse's head and you were (laughs) to, I shit you not, a professional horse illustrator as to whether or not you can use her horse head on your t-shirts. Is that what he's... Yeah, no, this is true story. What, you're trying to poach a horse's head from a professional artist? He he asked yours truly for some legal advice on it and I said, (laughs) mate, I think you've got to email in and ask her if if she's going to let you use her horse illustration for your t-shirt. What, what's the result well, of that? Has she, has she replied yet, Matt? <laughs> um, I was in negotiations with her and then I got distracted by COVID. I was going to ask her to draw me a new logo and I was going to send her. I, said, I was going to say, can you draw a picture of my horse and then send a picture of a golden retriever and see what I got back? What, like have a hybrid dog and horse kind of animal? Well, I just wanted to see what she would say if she'd be polite enough to, to point out that it was in fact a dog that <laughs> I sent her. <laughs> But you don't understand, Panda, this woman that, that, that Matt sent over to me, he's like, mm. this woman, she illustrates horses' heads for a living. Like, it's her job. How mad is that? Oh, I've, I've never really heard of that. You lost your head, haven't you? 
Yeah, I've never really heard of a horse illustrator. <laughs> but um, I guess he's as good a job as any. When we, when we launch Panda, we'll have to get her on board. Well, can she do panda's heads or is she just literally a niche horse head? <laughs> it is literally her job to draw <laughs> So I don't think she'd be able to adapt herself to a black and white monochrome bear, would she? she probably would maybe, be able to, maybe. I don't um, think she'd have the skills. Listen, the, the, <laughs> this is getting a bit silly, I think. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm going to have to ask Matt politely to, to hang up. We've got another few callers. Matt, the memes have been fantastic, mate. I have to applaud you. They just get better and better every week. Every now and then I get a DM like, Fig, those memes are amazing. And I just they point them amazing. your way. I point them your way, just in case, you know, your meme services are, are needed <laughs> elsewhere. Cheers, mate. I look Thank forward to seeing you again soon for a few drinks. Bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Thank you we'll very much for coming on, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Stunning guy. Oh, what a man. Who's next? Last one. And I think we've got a couple more uh, Twitter that are at me saying, oh, figures it's still I've got to be up. I've got to be up at seven on the dot. Oh. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Uh, hey, who have we got online? You've got Rob Jesus. Oh, dear. <gasps> the, the wonderful, your tonality. I've missed it. The wonderful podcast appearance. You baited me consistently. Rob, how are you? Can we talk about the elephant in the room for a second, Rob? What's that? Your height? Yes, I am 5'10". <laughs> can, Panda, can you please confirm on air? Listen, I, I actually can't confirm or deny anything. How was, can you not we confirm were, or deny We that? were very drunk when we met. We've had lots of bit... I don't know what boots you're wearing. Well, we didn't meet. Had... We didn't meet drunk. We didn't, but my memory's sketchy because of how it ended in the early hours of the morning. I don't know if you had what shoes you had on. You could have had ten-inch platformers on. It's all very vague <laughs> for me, I'm afraid. So far, he's to... been a bit short with us, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> well, not good. We'll see it. We'll see it later this year. I mean, look. I'll be honest. I think I was looking up at Fig, but I can't quite tell because I was sitting down. So look, it's all it's all very blurry. I can't confirm or deny anything. So, um, how are you doing, Rob? How are you feeling about the announcement? I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I'm, it's so good. I mean, that's why I wanted to call it. I'm, I'm not yeah. even sure it's a question. It's almost just a reflection, a, a sort of a moment to pause and say, we've got the biggest advertising campaign ever coming up. Yeah. And, I, and you'll have seen my tweets about the long-term effects of that mean that over the next couple of years, Football yes. Index will reap the rewards of that. And obviously, that's not the only campaign. Over the next couple of years, they'll be doing more and more advertising. All the money we've pumped in today, some of that can go into advertising. We've got dividends that can now take us through the next year. Yeah. I mean, we sort of, Adam's one billion cap thing, it just feels so real now, doesn't it? it, it mm. It's a game-changing moment, isn't it? I, I think you've summed it up so, so well. When I, I think it's the most important day or the most historical day since I've been on the platform. I've only been on just under two years. But when I combine it with COVID, and like I said to an earlier caller, we didn't just tread water or survive it. It flourished through COVID, I felt, with the cons and the way we were trading media when other bookmakers were struggling because there was no sport on. So to sort of thrive and survive through COVID, get us to this point with the most aggressive marketing campaign, as you say, the money will continually flood in, I believe, for the next six months because there's so much value in this marketplace now. It's going to attract high net worth individuals because, as Lee B said, there's going to be clear, consistent yields on players. It, it's a real moment this evening to sit back and reflect of the journey and on the last six months. And I said earlier, not just, don't mean to repeat it, from Rugani getting struck down with COVID to where we are today, talking to you, Rob, on the phone. It's been some six <laughs> months for the company. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously the pinnacle speaking to you, Rob. 
It's a tricky I, I one, just great to, to hear Panda's voice. I love talking to Panda. <laughs> this, this is a moment. Yeah, it's a so moment you, for me. We're so flirting with each other on DM, but I'm actually genuinely chuffed to be talking to Rob. <laughs> so, Rob, you listened to uh, LB's podcast, did you say? I mean, it was epic. It was so, so good. I think, as Panda's just said, that point about, you know, it's all well and good having having promos. And I think we've loved some of the promos we've had recently. Even the Five Times IPD, you know, we've all made money off of it. But actually having that, something to point to. And it really does help. So I won't be the only one in the community that's done this, but I've literally been WhatsApping some of my mates who aren't on Football Index, who'd shown some interest and said, come on now, now's the moment. Things have changed again. They've doubled yeah. the dividends since yeah. the summer. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you're a master of advertising and I butchered some of your words recently, which I apologise for. But like, we are a really useful advertising tool, aren't we? Like a loyal customer base who have backed them through thick and thin. I know I speak to, speak to all my friends about it. A lot are going to come on board once all the books arrive. You know, if we can do a lot of the hard work for them and grow, and grow the business, can't mm. we? You know, it's very positive if we're all happy and content. Yeah, I mean, the heavy lifting does get done and particularly by by TV advertising. That's where you get most of your most of your signups. But, it, you right. know, it is free advertising and it's, you know, word of mouth is more powerful. It's a corporate spokesperson most people ignore if you, mm. you listen to your to your friends your family mm. and people mm. like that when you make purchasing decisions so it's so powerful rob, rob, rob what about just quick um because time's running out what about you know social media how does that affect advertising so let's say you were this is redundant now but you throw a load of money at aggressive advertising on tv internet podcasts the first thing i did and maybe i'm unique is i looked on social media and looked at the hashtag and i looked at comments underneath and when people being negative saying you know you fleece me what's going on blah 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 it probably would have put me up investing. So is that an important element of the puzzle? Having a happy oh, yeah, social totally. media replies and comments. Right. Totally. And I think the thing that put me off to begin with wasn't so much the unhappy community because it was happy when I joined sort of April right. last year. It was the people who weren't on it who were going, it looks like a Ponzi scheme. It doesn't look right. real. That okay. stuff. So I think that's, that's another big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the thing that we talked about when we spoke, Fig, about the, the funnel versus the sieve. And we, mm. we, it was going to be very civ-like for the last few weeks. Lots of people coming on would have either seen the timeline and disappeared or had a poor experience exiting a trade and disappeared. That now, hopefully, with our positivity, should go away. And, and the other thing about social is you get to do some more interesting things with social. So with TV, there's, there's different kinds of advertising, but it's brand building that that's best for. You can do advertising that's about clicks, click now, sign up now, and DFS sales are kind of the most famous example of that and you sometimes see bt sports some of their ads the 30 second ones are just like lovely pictures of football and then you've got the 10 second ones which are kind of like sign up now the number whatever else so you can play with that but in social you get lots of real options about doing you know proper direct response marketing which is essentially trying to get a real fruit pull of people signing up so that if you've allied that to a positive timeline i think you do start to get some real real sign up levels so it's just exciting times. We talked for a few minutes. I didn't expect to talk more than a few seconds. I just kind of wanted to bask in today with you, really. Um, it's and, and no, it's, kind it's of a really nice moment. I, I love I basking with you, Rob. I do. I exist. I'm, you're, not throwing, you're not throwing your voice, Fig, are you? No, no we, we've recently got <laughs> accused of being the same person. So I'd, I'd be doing an excellent <laughs> job right now, wouldn't I? This would be the height of my mogul powers if I could do that. If I, you know, if I could swap co-hosts, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> But sadly, I tell I you what. I tell you what. What actually probably happens here is me and Lee B start our own one, and you and Rob can fuck off. 
and start your own <laughs> and you can edit yourself, Ander. I've got options, mate. I mean, I've got the show pony who yeah. to do an urban. Yeah, why don't you do all of them? Why don't you? I'm throwing stuff around in my. Uh, Think if you ever go on vacation, yeah. maybe on a th- we could do a Thursday show, Rob <laughs> and I. Are you telling me you're trying to insinuate that there could be a figless fig cast? If you go on vacation, I'm just saying. Can't Rob feels. All right, let's let's make it happen. I'm the wrong demographic, Panda. See, this is because I do quite a lot of broadcast stuff with work. And okay. I always get feedback from people. They often like, my mum loved that. You, you, you don't, like, so I, I've got the mum demographic, I'm, I'm grateful, but the youngsters, the young lads, the young boys and girls that, that are on football. So why do I love you so I'm much? The wrong have voice. I got, I'm I, the wrong voice. I, have I got the double X chromosome mumsy gene or something? Why, why, why do I like you so much? Maybe that's just something about me. Uh, Rob, yeah, we're going to have to say Rob, we've got to go, I'm afraid. Uh, Pandy, you sure you've got to go? We've got two more on the line. Oh, I do. I really do. Do two oh, more. Bye, I two. don't know. Bye-bye. I've got to. I've got to because my, sure? my wife's got a session. You can handle these two calls yourself. Are you sure? All right. Yeah, I have to. I'm so all sorry. Right, fine. I can come back and do another one tomorrow. All right. All right. No worries. Well, I'm really sorry. Where can people find out more about you before I take these last two calls? Um, at sporting underscore panda and I'm sure they'll be disappointed and I'm going to send you the audio in about 20 minutes or so brilliant alright thank you mate I'm going to stop recording okay alright wonderful alright bye then who have we got on the line F-I-L-L F-I-L-L panda you're missing F-I-L-L panda's just left L-L oh really he's just said that his, his wife's got a session or something I called just to hear him as well. But we were we were just literally talking about um, kind of replacing co-hosts anyway. So I think this is actually <laughs> a pretty a pretty smooth transition, if you ask me. I think, um, yeah, him fucking off isn't actually the worst thing in the world. Um, how yeah, are you feeling? Uh, I think it's mental. I don't. I don't. I still don't really understand. I was actually gonna like. I don't really have anything to say. I was just mainly gonna ask, like, how did. Like, how did Football Index give out the first dividend table when they had, like, that potentially in their locker? Mm, it's an extremely good question. I mean, if you ask them, they'll say that they... I think um, I think worldwide, LL, uh, people, first of all, underrated, underestimated COVID. And then you, you had a few people Definitely. who started overestimating it because, of course, there was so much caution. We didn't have much information about the disease. We didn't have many solutions yeah. to, the, to the disease, whether it was something that suppresses it or a vaccine. And so I think that businesses on a whole went through a phase where they were like, oh, shit, this is crazy. To No, before yeah. that, it was like, okay, we'll be all right. To, oh, shit, this is crazy. To, uh, we're kind of probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's just, I just, I just think it's crazy. Like the announcement, like it's huge. I don't think people, like, I think everyone actually realizes how massive it is because like I just scanned the timeline before calling and I think everyone can see just how massive this is, but Mm. also like see for all the people and like even myself included, because not going to lie, I've got like quite a bit of like shit in my portfolio that I wanted (laughs) to move around. And like for loads of people who were either frustrated at like it being stagnant or were just like not liking a lot of their holds, this is like such a brilliant opportunity to reshuffle your portfolio and also like even get out of lots of holds you don't want to be in without actually losing that much. And you know, for all the people that were so angry at Football Index for like potentially changing you know some of the rules are maybe feeling as if like they were locked in this is such a good opportunity over the like over the next like two months 
I'm pretty sure you can market sell pretty much anyone or maybe not anyone, but like I've sold people today from like that are way below a pound through market. Mm. I mean, so. it's, it's madness, isn't it? I mean, like the, the increase is huge. And I think, um, PB man has put out a really good thread trying to, um, answer some questions about why we haven't seen rockets so far as in why we haven't seen every single player fly up. And it's a combination of, uh, you know, not having many new users, people being kind of stretched, uh, in terms of the money they've deposited, but also it just means that what we're going to see now is just consistent growth for the next six to 12 months. Which is brilliant as well, because, you know, you'd rather probably just have consistent growth every month than like it being quite choppy like it had like it was maybe a few months ago Hmm. Hmm. Um, and what do you think what do you think also about see if we hadn't had the messy rise yesterday Hmm. what what impact do you think that will make because how much must have gone into messy well i can tell you exactly about uh 880k or something like that um like see like and obviously that might have been concentrated again through you know, five or six players. Um, but yeah, I just think there's not enough money in the market to saturate yeah. like the value currently. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that, um, you know, of Which course... Is amazing it's, for us. Yeah, it's really amazing because it means you have more time to buy undervalued assets, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, it is ama- like I think I'll probably have to deposit again. <laughs> yeah, what, what have you been doing? Tell me, Hello. Um, so I... Like I was at friends, so I like just quickly scanned um what was happening. I saw some of the rises sold or put up to to sell two players that then sold um through market who then I'm planning to buy back in like a month's time, but I just thought they were rising so much um and then I also some of my other holds that I'd put up for sale a, a while ago um had gone through via market. But now I have like I actually now have a cash balance because I think I think I said before I had like one pound fifty in my cash balance before the announcement, um, and I now have like ten ten percent of my portfolio in cash balance. Mm. Um, so I think I'm now just gonna have a like look again and just put loads and loads of bids in. I think <laughs> if any bids get accepted, that is. And now, you know, in the next fortnight, we're going to get more information on sell orders, aren't we? Which is going to be exciting. Oh, yeah. Wait, when was that coming in again? That in, should be soon, isn't it? Yes. Well, apparently we're going to get communication about it in the next fortnight. Brilliant. Yeah, According no, to that, that's amazing. And, so and then, it's probably good that to, to have a cash balance. Yeah, yeah, it probably will be. Um, so excited by that, excited by the dividend announcement. Last thing for me, LL, because obviously you're a smart man, and I want to get your thoughts on literally everything, and I don't have my pesky co-host anymore. He's gone off to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Um, yeah. The communication point around Adam Cole no longer doing, as he called them, roundtables. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Oh, wait, well, I, didn't, I, I haven't read the film. So, thing. so uh, Adam Cole has basically announced that he is... Uh, formally stepping away from kind of his personal communications and they will now be fed through a comms officer that they've hired. I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, like it, it does make a lot of sense because like, to be fair, like obviously what he's done with Football Index to grow it to this level from what it's been, you know, like how obviously how easy it is for startups to fail. I think it's like 26 and 27 pretty much fail. And then like, like the way he's built it obviously this is phenomenal and like 
this could be, you know, a billion pound um, company. And like, this is phenomenal. So like, he's clearly very good at his job in many ways. But like, being an amazing CEO and like founder doesn't mean that you're the best communicator to the consumers, particularly. Mm, mm. You, you can be, but you don't have to be. Um, and if he's maybe felt, especially recently, especially maybe he underestimated also like how big of an impact his comments could have on the yeah. market and and maybe he's felt actually considering what we've seen the last few months maybe getting all the communications like watertight especially as we're becoming far more mature as a market um even with huge growth like we are becoming a bit more sophisticated as a market and maybe he just thinks now's the right time especially if we're wanting to go on a really accelerated growth now over the next couple of years mm. it makes a lot more sense to get everything in every department as watertight as possible mm. like with your nasdaq your sell orders goalkeeper dividends communications marketing all needs to come as this perfect package because that's the best way for growth i'd imagine mm-hmm. wise words from a wise man ll thank you so much for coming on I'm going to have no to say problem. goodbye now because I've got one more caller that I'm going to get to before I go and edit this and Perfect. put it out. And no see problem. Thank you so on. much see for coming on, mate. Bye-bye. No problem. Bye. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? Hello. Who have we got on the line? This is Old Man FI. Oh, Old Man FI. Brilliant. Well, I'll tell you what. Panda's just left. So it's just oh, me. No. Oh, no, I could, oh, no. I, I couldn't unmute myself in time. Oh, mate, no worries, no worries. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm not too bad. I've got a bit of a head cold. Um, oh no. Changed changed jobs recently, as you know, and I've been dealing with the kids this evening, which is why I phoned in so late. Oh well, last caller. I think you know, saving the best for last, and best of all, we've not got Panda to to disturb us as well. <laughs> <laughs> How how are you? How are you feeling? Um, I'm pretty upbeat about it. How are you? I, I assume <laughs> I assume both you and Panda are, are kind of happy. Yes. With with the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, obviously fantastic. A massive, massive increase for us all. And I think this is uh, something that definitely takes us through to essentially this time next year, which is obviously amazing. Mm, I agree with that. I mean, I, I came with about four or five questions. But uh, I guess I'll just ask one or two with, with me being the last caller and being how long about 12 minutes late. <laughs> so, so um, the one that I was, I was really looking forward to asking this to both of you, to be honest, but I mean, I don't think after the first announcement, we were all quite sceptical about mm. this one. I'm wondering, with it being such a significant increase, does it change your strategy, your your buying strategy at all moving forward? Um, I, I think it probably will see me buying more players uh, than I currently mm. have in my portfolio, which is kind of like 15 to 20. I do think that that's kind of Panda's consensus as well, because the the good thing about having a small portfolio in terms of number of players is that if you're... Um, if you're if your thesis on where the value is is correct, then you can nail it and you can make a fuck ton of money. But mm-hmm. when the thesis is everyone is good value, you naturally start being like, well, if I'm buying him, I might as well buy him. So I'm still going to try and concentrate my effort on a certain uh, criteria of player that suit my kind of strategy and suit the type of player that I want to buy. But 
I do think it means that I will be buying more players if that answers good. What about you? Do, are you going to be changing at all? That's quite interesting. Um, well, I, I've changed a little bit over the years. I, I used to be more along the lines of what you're talking about there, where it was between five to 20 players, hmm. um, which allowed me to very quickly adjust the direction that I'm going in. But what I found was I, I had um, I suffered from fear of missing out quite quite significantly and um <laughs> in my early days I lost a bit of money on that to be honest because I was over trading um, I'd see all this opportunity and potential and I'd I'd be bouncing around too much so I I diversified and I currently have 80 players I think as of today I went from 79 to 80 very small amount of futures in each player I don't go mm. above a certain amount um and I don't think that is going to change too much I think where where I'm going to adapt is I usually below the age of around about 26 with a few exceptions like Neymar and players like that and I think today you know my, my 80th purchase was Sergio Ramos hmm. um, I think I think players like that maybe a bit older who previously I didn't see as much value in I think now I think someone like him can, can offer quite quite a lot of value moving forward at least in the next year or two anyway I mean we could see well above 50% returns in, in terms of divs hmm. um, against his cost price right now. I mean, I mean, defenders scoring a goal and getting you 20p is going to return. Some players are going to do 100% in a, in a, in a day, aren't they? You know, it, um, it's crazy. in terms of rises and, and potentially returns. Yeah, and that, that kind of segues into my next question, which is where do you, which positional group do you think currently offers the most value? Um, hmm. I, I still think... Uh, I still think forwards are always going to be the most sought after. And I think when the dividends are on offer like they are, that I think that um, uh, forwards are still going to attract the the most um, aggressive rises, the most explosive rises. Because I just think, you know, a striker scoring a hat-trick, a striker scoring two goals and hitting a massive PB score, I think we're going to see very big rises in those players. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree, but I think if you look at the, the cost price of, of those big forwards now um, versus the, the excluding Trent, the big defenders, I, I would say that there's quite a lot of value in that. That's that's where I'm looking right now, the, the defenders, you know, Hakimi, Ramos, players like that, assuming mm, Hakimi mm. stays a defender, which is quite <laughs> risk if you wanted to take it on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking... That's probably going to be my focus in the in the coming weeks and months. I think you want to find the next Lucas Hernandez. Not Lucas Hernandez, what's his brother? Fear Hernandez. Theo. Yeah, uh, you want to yeah. find the next him or buy him and hope he keeps scoring, right? Yeah, indeed. Um, I, I do have one more question. Have Go we got on. time? Absolutely, mate. Why not? So I don't know whether you'd be willing to answer it, but the first part <laughs> of the question is, do you own Messi currently? My assumption was that both you and Panda don't. Uh, I don't, but I tell you what, I actually put in a bid when I first saw the news and the reason I didn't buy from the market, well, first of all, I didn't really have a massive cash balance. So I was like, I'm not sure it's worth me buying. Of course, in hindsight, that was wrong. Um, but I did put a bid in just to see, okay, if I get him slightly cheaper and it goes to hit up, then I'm going to feel a little bit better about it. And I, when I saw him rising to the market, in the market, so those people market buying, I was like, okay, sod this or remove the bids. But I just didn't even look at it. And I realized that I had about 21 in my portfolio today that I just <laughs> didn't even realize were there. But um, yeah, that was, uh, that was obviously, you know, I've completely missed out on that massive rise. And uh, credit to anyone who's, who's bought him, uh, sold him or kept him. I think uh, 
I was saying to Panda before we took all the calls on, it doesn't feel like one of those that might be an extremely long saga. And the reason I say that is because Barcelona will want to get that sorted as, as soon as possible. Now, that doesn't mean he won't win dividends. For example, if he went to City tomorrow, he would probably win media or place in media for the next month, like no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that this time next week, there's going to be a lot more clarity around that situation. And I think a week is a is a long time in Football Index World. But I mean, I, I best of luck to all holders at the moment. I think that uh, if he goes to City, you're going to be obviously laughing short term and then you've got a decision to make if he goes somewhere else then obviously that that risk is now minimized by having that cushion of the mm-hmm. massively increased divs yeah so so where i am with that is obviously again it breaks my strategy completely to go for <laughs> someone of that age uh, at that end of a career you know i've avoided players like cristiano and messi quite a lot mm. um but but yesterday i was sat in the car park while Messi and the kid were in hobbycraft and I saw the news pop up on my phone and I just instinctively, I just sold a couple of players, instant sold them, all, all for profit, but obviously took a bit with the spreads, um, a bit of a hit with the spreads. But um, yeah, I, I invested, uh, and I think I'm about £1.40 in profit right now, for sure, which, is, which is good. Um, the, the end of the question there is, does this dividend announcement change your view on buying Messi at all? I mean, obviously he's got a lot of a lot of things built into his price right now. Yeah. But the potential returns, again, are quite significant for someone who's largely dominated his positional group in the last year or so. Yeah, I think, you know, it's they're, they're very fair, um, fair things to say. Uh, I, again, like you, it would break the strategy that I kind of employ. Mm-hmm. But the temptation is definitely there for, I think, almost everyone on the index right now. And I'll tell you why. It's because the the amount of dividends he'll win, just as a, a gross sum, you being able to re-compound that and re-buy other players is actually a lot. Like, that is really powerful. And it's not just what he can make you directly right now. It's what he could make you... Uh, in other players, if that makes sense, because of the amount of dividends that he wins. And I think a lot of people really underestimate that. Yeah, no, not just that. I mean, I assume if you've got a big hold in there and you are compounding those divs, then at the same time, you can de-risk as you're compounding as well, um, slowly over time, mm, so that mm. you, you don't take a big hit if if the bottom falls out for whatever reason. Yeah, I think what I would say on the other hand of that is that, like, you know, um, I'd ask yourself the question, if he doesn't go to Manchester City, what is the instant sell price? Um, and mm-hmm. then I'd also say to yourself, well, if he does go to Manchester City, what is the price? Um, and then I'd look at the downside versus the upside there and make a make a call. Yeah, I've kind of I've become less of a risk taker by diversifying the, my portfolio, um, but I do like the occasional thing like this that crops up, and I, <laughs> I do have a tendency to just kind of throw the strategy out the window and see what happens just I guess for the fun of it as well I think you, you, yeah. you've touched on this a lot over over the last year or two on your podcasts and the content that you put out but this platform's fun and it's you know a lot we're all gamblers and, and we like that little bit of an adrenaline rush and I think when something like this crops up I do have a tendency to kind of deviate a little bit um, I know I keep saying this but one last one mm, will there be on. a share split Will there be a share split and when do you think it'll happen, if so? Um, 
I think I think there'll be one in 2021 now, and I think the only reason I say that is because um, there will be 20 pound plus players in 2021. I'm pretty confident mm-hmm. of that, and I think that if we look at FI going from 125 million to I don't know, maybe 250, 300 million by this time next year. I think that's pretty comfortable with the dividend structure now there. I know that's a lot of money to come in. But um, And then if you think about uh, Nasdaq and, and, and sell orders, etc., I do think that that is going to be appealing to FI just to stimulate the market. It's going to be another ace up their sleeve. And now we might get to that point next year and they might not need to do that. People might be willing to trade um, four or five pound players quite frivolously. But if they see that their kind of trading volumes are decreasing because of the price of those players, then um, I, I think that's something that they can do to, to kind of flex and, and stimulate the market. First £20 player, do you think Sancho will stay on that path with Euros and the potential for the transfer saga moving into the next window? I think he's the most obvious one. Um, mm. It's, I, I think there are other candidates though, you know, like... Um, and, and, you know, we've seen in two days of football news, like uh, Messi maybe coming to City. What does that do to everyone else in the Premier League and everyone who might come to the Premier League, like Jadon Sancho? And, and also, um, you know, with Harry Maguire being uh, accused of doing whatever he's doing out in Greece, um, what does that mean for... Does he, is he still going to be Man United's captain? Is Bruno Fernandes then going to become captain? What does that mean for his media profile? Uh, is Pogba going to come, become captain again? Is it going to be someone else? And what does it mean for their media profile? I do think that there are you know, those nuances that we do have to think about that could really catapult a player to go beyond Sancho. Um, but I do think that it's going to have to... It's going to take a lot to do that. But the other thing is that... For Sancho to go from £15 to £20, it, it takes a lot of money. It takes a hell of a lot of money. Um, so we, we are going to have to see on that one. He's going to have to, if he does stay at Dortmund, win PB quite uh, regularly and uh, then be a surefire you know, starter for England's squad and then have a transfer saga in the next summer. That's the only way he's going to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I missed the last few share splits because I was on FI and then I took a break and then I came back. Uh, so I missed the last one. Um, do you think that if they do a share split again, do they? Do you think that they keep the same ratio of how many futures is required to increase or decrease price in the way that I think it went from like three hundred, a hundred to three hundred, three hundred to nine hundred, between but, six and nine hundred, depending yeah. on the price. Uh, do you think it then goes to if they split it, you know, twice, like fifty percent, it will go to eighteen hundred, or do you think that they're going to have to make a change there? make it um huh, hard to say i think it's... My, my my concern there is you know once you start getting new users on if you do a share split i don't know by a, uh, you make it so that it's 1800 or more shares mm. or futures to, to increase or decrease price i think a new user comes in and they don't see a lot of movement in the market unless unless there's significant growth in that market and significant mm. like liquidity if that makes sense well well, one thing's for sure you know uh we're not going to be able to de- decrease the price like we used to when sell orders come in i think that's that's definitely something that we have to pay attention to um mm. 
And the other thing is that FI have already had precedent in uh, kind of changing that delta, right? You know, the six, the 900 seemed too much for them. They didn't see enough trading activity. They didn't see enough rockets or movement. Um, they moved it down to 600 so they, they could um, they could issue more bets. They, they're kind of totally inclined and can do that if they want. So I think that's definitely a possibility in the future. I, was, I wasn't aware of that. And to be honest, I hadn't, I hadn't considered to sell either. Mm, yeah, mm. That's, that's <laughs> going to be an interesting dynamic. That's going to be a really interesting dynamic. It is. Very excited for sell orders. Um, old man, I've got to go edit this, though. I really appreciate you calling on. Thank you so much. And you're, you're a big part of the Discord nowadays, so thank you for being part of that as well. Really appreciate you calling in. Um, I, you know, thank you very much. Before you go, if you ever need a proofreader, it's £8 a month plus VAT, and I'll put VAT <laughs> on the website for you too. You are a very good proofreader. I'll give you that. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Buddy. Thank you very much. Well, that's all we've got time for. Thank you, everyone who called in. Thank you, Panda, my co-host, who had to run and and scutter off at seven o'clock. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you guys did enjoy that, if you guys are enjoying the content, please do leave a review on iTunes. It super helps us out. Really appreciate that if you do. Uh, Remember, Football Index is a gambling platform. Only bet what you can afford to lose, even when the rockets are going off like they are. Great day for the next traders. Thank you very much, everyone who stuck with the podcast through kind of COVID and extra, et cetera. I know it's been tough when there's been some hard months, some hard weeks, but uh, all rewarded for it now. So good on you for being patient with the platform and uh, I hope you reap the rewards now. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>